Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Everywhere we go, people want to know who we are and where we come from. So who are you and where do you come from? My name is Amy Henderson and I'm from Crumlin. Amy, you and I know each other a very, very long time. We do indeed. Since your budget travel days, actually? Probably budget travel, yeah. She's 17, so... Nearly 20, 19, 20 years. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and um, obviously then through COVID and then you had babies and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, a friend of mine rang me and she said to me, have you seen um, Amy's video on Instagram? And I said, no. And she said, go on it and try it. And I s- sent you a message. Yeah. And I said, Amy, can you send me the full video? Yeah. So do you want to first of all tell me what the video was about? And then we'll take it from there. Yeah, so basically, um, back in June, my I have two children, um, Georgia six and Jensen, who turned three in November. In June um, of last year, he was diagnosed with autism and a global development delay. Um, so basically, Jensen's delayed in all aspects of his life. Um, and the video that you would have seen was an interview, because at the moment in Dublin 12 um, area and surrounding areas, um, we're getting no services. There's up to three to four years waiting list for our kids to be seen to. So we've done a big protest um, and marched outside the disability um, building. And basically the Irish Times interviewed me and I told a bit of my story and what I was going through and stuff like that. So that was the video that you've seen, yeah. So do you want to tell me from the start from, you said it when... You went into to America to yeah. see that brought the baby in. But f- from the start, like when Jensen was born, when did you start noticing things? It, it's really weird. Jensen was the most amazing baby. So happy. Always smiling, giggly. Um, so it reaches milestones pretty much the same as every other child. Nothing really kind of, uh, there was no, no red flags or anything. And then I always remember my best friend had a baby five weeks after Jensen. And Mila, and we met up actually in a play day in uh, my, my friend's flat in town. And then afterwards I was going to tour America. And I was sitting in the living room and the two kids were interacting. And Jensen kind of moved away and didn't interact. And I was like, oh, this is grand. It's okay. Maybe he's too much for him. Put him in his pram and I always remember the walk down to Tour America and I'm pushing me baby and you have to remember Rebecca, I waited a very long time for me two babies and I adored them so I, I, I just lived in this like bubble of love and 
just excitement that finally I was a mammy. And I remember walking into Tour America and he's in a pram and they all swarmed his pram. And he took a spot on the wall and he just stared. And I always remember when the girls saying, look at him playing hard to get. Oh, he's gorgeous. But there was no interaction. That's not normal for a baby in a pram. They come to life when someone's going and gone at them. And he just, it was like he just took a spot and that was it. And I remember my heart was panicked. I just couldn't wait to get out of there. So I remember on the 83 bus on the way home, and I'll never forget it. I was, the pram, I was looking at him in the pram and I rang my baby nurse and I was sobbing and I said, there's something wrong with Jensen. I know there's something. She said, I explained what had happened and she said, come in to me tomorrow. So the next day I went in and she kind of talked about assessing the need, but she said, Amy, he's 11 months. Let him develop. Maybe you're looking at, maybe it was just a bad day. Mm. Or maybe it's like, are you looking at the other kids and comparing them? All kids are different. Give it time. And my gut just kept saying there's something wrong. And I always remember then just kept, not looking for things, but things would be flagged. And my gut kept saying, Amy, there's just something not right. And it continued. So anytime anyone stopped me in the pram, it was like they weren't there. And I knew at that stage then, yeah, heartbreaking. And I always remember kind of talking to my husband about it. My husband's a very positive kind of person, very positive impact in my life. And I remember him saying to me, Amy, give him time. You know, Georgia, my Georgia was always 10 steps ahead of her, ahead of herself. Like she gave me her nappy at two and told me she was a big girl, gave me her doddy two days later. She was just so ahead of herself and still is. So we kept saying, like, boys, they're a little bit more laid back, give him time to grow and come into himself. And at that time, I noticed Jensen loved to bounce. We had this like tigger and it clipped into the into the door frame. Yeah. And he jumped and jumped and jumped and he loved the jumping. He would jump in that for hours on end. And I actually remember talking to a girl and saying about my worries and explaining how much he loved to jump. And she said, look up the word stimming. And then I looked up the word stimming and then opened up the whole Google search into assessment and need stimmons part of autism came into it and all of these words and all of a sudden I was catapulted into this sitting there wanting my baby boy to be okay but now deep in my heart it's it's something's not right and I remember then um a few weeks or a few months later we went to a pediatrician and he turned around and he said to me I explained my worries and I told him he Jensen had very uh, sensory needs with food. Um, everything was still at that stage blended. Uh, he didn't like lumps. He'd eat certain food. He'd very bad uh, fine motor skills, so he w- couldn't feed himself. Didn't want to try and feed himself. And he said, "Listen, we're gonna have to go down the assessment the need route." And that's when I probably cried an ocean of tears. And that's when it all happened. I was catapulted into this new world of new words and I remember looking up um, this list of 20 questions and Jensen done 19 out of the 20 questions and I remember handing it to David because I think deep down he didn't kind of believe what was going on and I think he had all this he was like Amy maybe you're looking for something and I thought maybe I was going mad and he looked at the questions and he said Jensen has 19 of them and that's when we knew we had to do it together yeah so hard Rebecca I'll never forget, like, my heart when the words assessing the need. And when I went, I went home and I was Googling what I meant. And 
life changing and then obviously the older that Jensen got the more apparent it was so Jensen will flap and he'll jump and he'll you know um he's non-variable as well so he doesn't he he we've no communication with him but um the older he got the more significant it became that there was there was something not there not right like and when you said in when you were in tour america and he was look at, at that point and on the bus and ringing the nurse what are you thinking are you thinking autism in no, that moment no i just thought there was something not right See, my mum was a childminder, so I was surrounded by kids all my life. I love kids, Rebecca. I, I just sound to kids. I just love their presence. I think they're the most amazing things ever. And I always remember, I loved going over to a pram and getting reactions off kids. Mm. So I knew it was very normal for a baby to have a reaction off a reaction. So mm. I went, when they were going over and they were like, hey, Jensen, look mm. at you, you're gorgeous. And it was just blank. I knew there was something not right. Although he was only 11 months, I knew it wasn't a bad day. Mm. I knew that day my life was going to change, and it has, you know. And I, I, never, I, I, I never expected autism. Autism wasn't a word that kind of I knew a whole lot about. I'll be honest then, as I said, when I looked into the word stim and all these other words, and you know, you go into a rabbit hole of this click and click, and you go into something else, and then... And that's when all these words came up, you know, autism. And I said, maybe, maybe it is, maybe it's not. And then I was very lucky at an early stage. I was in contact with a friend and I actually contacted her today to ask, was it okay to mention her? Because she was my saviour through all of this. A beautiful friend of mine, Gemma Farrell, who was probably about three years ahead in her journey. And I met up with her over in Finglas. And I remember sitting down with her and she said, so tell me, what's your concerns? What's he doing? What's he not doing? And I opened up and I said, well, he'll stand on his tippy toes. He jumps up and down and flaps. Jensen only watches Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Still to this day, that's all he watches. And certain episodes. Um, he loves string. He loves bubbles. He loves fluff. He loves... Like, I wake up in the morning, I know exactly what he's going to do. He just, he's a very regimental. And she said, uh, Amy, I'm sorry to tell you. She said, I'm telling you now, you're going to go down a very hard road. And it sounds exactly like Reese and, and Jensen would have very, sim- very, the similarities, very, very close. And she has held my hand through it all because autism, the journey of autism is a very lonely place. It's very hard because nobody gets it, Rebecca, unless you're put in that situation and you're, you understand the feelings. Like, I was feeling heartbroken, devastated. My heart was ripped out. I, I, I just felt absolutely, I besotted with my son, but I was devastated for him. And nobody gets that feeling unless they have a child in the same circumstances because it's very hard to explain to anybody that feeling that your heart is just broken. And that's just the way it is. So I cried for a very, very long time. And then, you see, another thing is you're dealing with it. You're coming to terms with the heartbreak. You're coming to terms with the future that you had for your son isn't 
like, I, I can't think about Jensen's future. I can't think of Jensen when he's 18 and 19 and all this, all these amazing things and stuff. I have to think of the now, day by day, because it breaks my heart to think. Because I don't know what his future holds. Do you know what I mean? We're only at the path where we're finding him now. Thank God he's starting school on the 28th of February. So he was in a crash last June and they said going forward they couldn't cater for his needs. So I've been at home with Jensen um, the last six months, just me and him, and he's become really attached to me. And we have a great little friendship. He's my little best pal. And, you know, he's a very affectionate. Like, I honestly think if he could get back inside me, we will, we would. And I'd happily let him. Mm. Because they're safe, do you know, mm. that way. Mm. And um, he he's starting a new skill, um, an ABA skill on the 28th of February. And then we have him enrolled in Warramount ASD preschool in September. So he's finally getting support and help that he needs i'm not trained in all these things like i'll google search and i'll go online and try and better myself and educate myself and i have educated myself in a lot of words and you know when i go into doctors now i know how to speak in terms of jensen it took me a long time to get to that place but it's going to be so exciting for him to have that help and support what is an a what is an aba skill so it's a skill specialized for kids on the spectrum okay yeah and then just take it back for me um, in terms of you said that the doctor. So the doctor did the assessment. So I did a podcast in season one, I think, with Elaine um, and she has two children um, with, who, uh, with autism. And again, I, with Elaine, I was trying to be very careful with my words because she said in her podcast that the community of mothers sometimes they don't like you saying my child is autistic, my child is autistic. So I try to be very careful with what mm-hmm. I say. Um, but just for other people out there, when the doctor, um, when you sat down with that doctor at that time, I'm not losing, I'm not been going like that, but I'm going to take it back. Um, when you sat down with the doctor at that time, and he said the assessment needs, it is a form, so you have to fill out that form, oh, yeah. isn't it? So you fill out that form, you send it away. Mm. So he did tell me, he said, like, the HSE, you're going to be waiting a while. And I was like, how long's a while? And he says, I don't know at the moment, but he said, fill it, fill it out and send it off. So I filled it out on in July, and I hounded them up into December and they I was nowhere near. So I had between July, after three months, you can appeal your case. Mm. So um, in July, I went three months and I appealed the case. I appealed it again and I appealed again. So I've three appeals gone in and they were nowhere near me in the list. So me and my husband decided that we'd go private. I was very lucky. I have an aunt in America who... Um, sent me over some money because it's an exp- it's 1500 euros private assessment yeah and my mum and dad helped with the remainder and we went private in in insight out in Port Marnock but again because of COVID private had a waiting list as well so although we booked the assessment in January we didn't get seen till to May so he was two and six months at that stage when we got his assessment. However, that, that's actually not a bad... That's, they kind of recommend that age anyway because a lot of things change between when you're two and two and a half and between you're one and a half to two. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Milestones change and stuff. Things never really change with Jensen. So um, we that that was fine. But um, they normally say two and six months is the perfect age to get an assessment done. So we, we paid for our, our private assessment um and 
they rang us and me and my husband sat down on, on the Zoom call and they told us about Jensen, they, that Jensen was on the spectrum. Now, I would have always thought Jensen was mild, mm. but he's actually the other end. He's severe. And he has global development delay, which is an additional complex need. So he's delayed in all aspects. So he's a lot of work to be done, a lot of areas that he needs work on, physiotherapy, psychological. There's a list that they give you. And then two, three weeks later, uh, the HSC came through and gave me the assessment in it. And I was in the room for less than 30 minutes. And they sent me a report. And I think it was a copy and paste job because they called my husband Mark. My husband's not Mark, it's David. His name was spelt wrong after loads of different things in the report. And I'm looking at my private... I'll be honest, the private one was worth paying what I paid for compared to what I got off the HSA. And then they told me the list of services that Jensen will need. That was fine. And um, about six weeks, six weeks, six weeks ago, I got a, a letter I was saying in uh, the interview, welcome to the children with disability, welcome to the team. And I was so excited. I was like, finally, we're getting here. Because since Jensen has been diagnosed I send two emails and make three phone calls every single day. My job's not done until that's done. Because I'm fighting for him. I'm fighting for everything that he deserves and everything that he's entitled to. So I'm on the HSE all the time. And I said, finally, they're they're listening to me. They're welcoming me to the team. And I rang them and they said to me, um, I said, when are you getting to see me? And she says, "Um, Jensen's 189 on the list and uh, three to four. And I was like, months? They were like, no years. So early intervention with the HSE, my son's going to be seven before we get seen to six or seven. How is that right? How are they getting away with this? We, I joined um, this group, um, D12 Autism Group, and it's a beautiful, beautiful place to go. Every, one Wednesday of every month we meet up and you talk to other ma- mothers and you, you, they talk about their experiences. You have days where, you know, I'm a, a, is this okay to feel this way? Is this normal? And you realise when you talk to these other mammies, it is how I'm feeling, they're feeling, they get it. And um, Can you tell me, just for anyone who's listening, what, and anyone that's at the very start of your journey, what are those feelings? And I know you touched on it a little bit, but what are those feelings? Devastation. Heartbreak unknown um it was like i was grieving the son that i have always wanted and that sounds really you know traumatic and but that's exactly how i felt i used to lie in bed and i'd sob and i'd sob and i'd sob and i'd sob and i was like why him i like i'm okay i can get through this i'll do this it's not fair on him but then I look at him and he knows no different. And Jensen is genuinely the happiest baby you will ever meet. He lights up every room he walks into. He always wants to be on his own, which is fine. Mm. But I'm a very outgoing person. David is a very outgoing person. And my God, his sister is so outgoing. So to see that other side of standing in the corner and wanting to be putting us back to people and all it, it's just very new to me I don't I like I'm from a family of very outgoing people so it's all very new to me but yeah 
it's like someone ripped out my heart because it's just it's very hard to explain it to anybody it's like my world was just turned upside down me I it really was because you imagine like when you have your kids you're like you're planning their school you're planning their future you're like I know Georgia is meant for the stage she's gonna do great things she's gonna travel she's a real like busy body and I you know you're thinking of all these things with Jensen I go as far as next week and that's as far as I can go and it might sound sound really weird but because I don't know what the next few years are going to bring me you know and when you meet up with the girls in the Dublin 12 autism and you talk about it to them they have the exact same feelings as I do they relate to how I feel they get it and that's what we're fighting for at the moment in our area because at the moment there's 60 percent hsc facts vacancies in the disability services in our area alone so they're just letting our children down our beautiful children that are just left there and they're like I always say this when I ring up and I'm giving out to someone in the HSC. Now, bear in mind, a lot of the time, they pick up the phone. It's not who you want. It's a receptionist or it's... And they're like, yeah, yeah. And they know what to do. They're talking to you. And you're like, you're looking at a name and it's like Jensen Henderson. You don't see that beautiful face. You don't see that smile. You don't know that person. He's just a number and a name to you. He's my son. And I'll always reverse it to the people on the phone. What if that was your son? What if that was your grandson, and they told you three to four years. And they don't know what to say. Because it's not right, Rebecca. It's really not right. You know? It's now, I, I, and again, I had this conversation with Elaine, and even now, like, we see people talking more and more about children on spectrum and children with autism and autistic children. Um, like, you see Erin McGregor, she does yeah. quite a lot with, for her son. And she was the girl that sent me Amy look up the words to him. Was she? I, I, I would know Erin um, and I kind of just reached out and I said, how, how, how did she re- come to realise? And I, she just said, I, I just mentioned Jensen Love to jump and, and she just said, look up the words to What does Stimmen mean? It's like they're trying to regulate. So Jensen has a lot of energy, a lot of... He needs to burn a lot of energy. So he would jump, like, it's it's like a burst of energy would come from his feet up to his head and he has to release it. So he stims. So he jumps up and down. He could flap with his hands. He could, you know, we bought him an indoor trampoline. He'll go on that and he'll get all his energy out. It's, it's like they... And then they regulate themselves back to not, like back down mm. and then he'll go off again so yeah and there's different forms of stimming isn't there Lots everybody do everybody it. does something different with mm. jensen it was the jumping it was the excitement he just looked like he was happy and the first time he done it i honestly thought he was looking at mickey mouse and getting excited and i said mm. to me ma'am look at him mm. he's after seeing mickey mouse in the telly he's so excited mm. and then it kept happening and kept happening and i was like no there's something you know and then I, ju- I just happened and she said, look up the word. And that's when I went down my rabbit hole of 
looking through certain things. And he done, as I said, 19 out of the 20. And I, yeah. And can I ask you, Amy, what does it do in terms of you and David? Um, I'll be honest, it affected me marriage and it still affects me marriage on a daily basis. Um, so Jensen didn't sleep and still not a great sleeper. So Rebecca, I would have went on to have 17 kids if I was allowed. I just love to being pregnant I loved having I loved giving birth I'm one of those weird people <laughs> I just loved everything I think if you could bottle up that feeling that you get when that baby's put on your chest I would be a very wealthy woman because it's the most amazing experience I know not everyone has that experience um but that was for me that's how my two what how it happened and I remember it was probably about a year and a half in and David said I can't do this Jensen just didn't sleep. He was awake every other hour. Um, and that went on. That still goes on. So we were exhausted. I had rings under my eyes. I was going on two, three hours a night sleep sometimes. Constantly broken. And I, I struggled then getting back to sleep. Um, David then, you could hear him snoring, so that would often cause an argument, like, you're sleeping through this, you're leaving me with him, I can't do this, I need a break, and then, of course, I'm on maternity leave, he has to work, so he has to have his sleep. These were arguments all the time. Then, of course, when I started to flag things, he thought, was Amy, it's in your head, maybe you're looking for things, maybe just give him time. So then I was like, are you questioning, you know, me, and... I know I'm his mammy, my gut is telling me. So then that was another argument. And then sometimes you feel, and it's not David's fault, but i done everything myself. And he'll tell you that. If he was here, he'll say that to me. i done the assessment in it. I made the phone calls. I made the emails. He is the most amazing, incredible daddy. But i done all that work myself because I knew deep down and I knew there would be a fight and I tooth and nail so yeah it did and it still does Rebecca we don't have me and David we're together 20 years so we had so many years of now like carefree nights out doing this doing that and now we very little the only people that babysit would be me ma'am and she come everyone comes to our house because nobody wants to take him overnight they're afraid that he'll be unsettled and stuff and I can I get it I understand Jensen's very happy in his own surroundings so we don't have a break ever like even when we go out we still have to go home and get up the next day and you know if he doesn't sleep throughout the night is it really worth that night out do you know what I mean so it, it's testing and it has tested us too and it tests you feel sorry for the other, like Georgia as well, because all of a sudden these words are coming into her life as well. And she's the most amazing big sister to Jensen. But I do sometimes feel that she she's like Jensen, 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 Jensen. And for a long time I didn't talk about it. I didn't bring it up until we got the diagnosis and we were 100% sure. And then I bought her a book and it was called um, My Brother Has a Superhero Brain. I seen it online and we bought it and she broke down. She says, I don't want my brother to be different. I don't want my brother. I just want him to be like me, mummy. And I said, he is just like you, but he just sees the world differently, Georgia. And how beautiful can that be? You know, and 
I, I, I feel sometimes it's testing for her. And I do feel sorry sometimes we have our girls day out and we make sure that we emphasise we do cinema dates and stuff. But she's had to grow up quite a lot, you know, and probably my fault in that. And, yeah, relationship, anybody I'd say in the circumstances that me and David are have been put in and, you know, anyone that I've met will say the same. It, it tests your relationship. It tests every relationship, your friendships everything I've been very lucky my friends are amazing but other people have been left and they don't have the support that maybe I do do you know yeah like in I again like in the sense that you think that people don't know what to say to you don't yeah. know how to handle and another thing someone said like invite uh, children to parties yeah you know what I mean yeah my friends are great I have to say um a lot of them showed up for the for the march last mm-hmm. Friday and supported me and um they are there i have to say i have a great network of friends as i said i met Gemma, my dear angel um she's helped me my friend michelle i did block her out for a while and she'll tell you this <laughs> she knocked at my door and she says i'm not you're not pushing me away because what happened was her baby was five weeks younger than jensen and she was head of her like she was doing all the things that I wish my son was doing talking that funny you know that funny toddler age that you just love and I started to kind of not ring her and not want to go to park because it was breaking me heart Rebecca and she's like you're not blocking me out and she'd torn up and she's like we're going to park we're doing this come on and she's like me mirror sometimes. She she's like, You're not you're not doing this to us. You know what I mean? It's you know, and she's amazing and Jensen loves her now in fairness. But uh yeah, I just didn't want to be a re- I didn't want to be putting myself in that situation where I'd be heartbroken because that's the one that's the one stage I always said I loved with George. It was I and I often say, I wonder what you'd be like and and, and it's it's not I hate saying this because I Jensen is Jensen and I absolutely ad- Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Darum. Why I often wonder, like, if he did talk, what would he sound like? Or, you know, would he be real cheeky? What way would he be? Because would he be like his dad? Because his dad's real cheeky. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, God, you know. Yeah, so. Is that the hardest part of all of this, Amy? Yeah. 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 I am. Um, and you see, a lot of the time as well, Rebecca, mammies don't get help. There's no, no, like, you've been told this news and you have to deal with it. So you're being, you're being that person for your your family, your son. Like you're bringing them on, you're amazing, and you're you're going on two hours a night sleep, and you're wore out, you're broke, and my we have to lock ourselves into our house. You see, so Jensen's a flight risk. So we have the so the kitchen. We have to lock ourselves. We double doors into the living room, and then we lock the front door and the porch door. He's recently now been able to climb over our stair gates, so nowhere safe. So um, he climbs everything. Oh, my God, he climbs. And his favourite seat in the house is the window ledge. So we are just constantly on your toes with him. And you're wore out. And you sit back and you're like, sometimes you just wish there was someone there, apart from your friends that you rely on, because I laugh and voice message them, and I'm like, how was your day? And she's like, oh, you know, or other people that kind of get what you're going through. But there should be support there for mummies. You know, I went to my doctor, and I started to take um, antidepressants because I couldn't stop crying. And I, like... I was anytime I looked at him I cried anytime I talked about him I cried I was just crying all the time and I remember going to my doctor and I was like this is not normal like I'm I'm very I wear my heart in my sleeve anyway Rebecca I'm very an emotional person I have very high highs very low lows you know my mad as I always say where's your happy medium I don't know if I have one but I always always remember when my doctor then and I'm she up me down and now I feel a bit robotic. I don't really cry a whole lot and I don't feel it's very normal for me. But I just feel there should be a lot more support out there for the mummies that are going through what they're going through. You know, I not everyone's lucky in, my, in, in that they have great friends and they have a great family and they have that great support network. And I feel sad for them. And I do, and genuinely, if anyone's listening to this and needs that support or needs that conversation, look me up on Instagram and I would love to be Gemma. What Gemma done for me, I'll do for you. Because it's all about paying it forward and it's, it's all about helping each other and helping people get through it, you know? Because there's nobody else that are going to get, like, there's no, no support out there for us. And if I could help someone out there that's gone through what I went through, I'd happily, happily do it. 
it's mad that there is no respite. I think I'm just trying to think back to my conversation with Elaine. And I think it was only when they went to school. Yeah. That she got that respite. That you get a break. Like, I, I'm i with Jensen 24 hours a day. I don't have, I don't, people are probably like, that's what you ha- that's what happens when you become a mummy. But at this stage, Jensen should be in a play skill. And I, I would have had them a couple of hours to recoup, to re-energise, to get myself ready. So when he's come home, I'm ready for the day. Mm. I don't get that. Um, I don't, I don't have, nobody t- comes and takes Jensen off me for an hour and gives me a break. Me ma, me ma would the odd time, but she's our, she's our own stuff going on as well at the moment. And, you know, David's mum and dad are that bit older. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jensen is ha- like, he's hard. He's like, you see me, I'm five foot 11. My husband's six foot two. Mm-hmm. Jensen's not your average size three-year-old. Mm-hmm. He's tall, he's big, he's very strong. Mm-hmm. Even trying to change his nappy sometimes, it's, you know, it's a constant battle, you know. And J- Jensen went through a stage then, he was smearing himself. He came down and he's smearing me couch and on me walls. We had to get him the proper vests and Marks and Spencers, the adaptable ones, to stop him getting his hands into his nappy because we're trying to potty train him. But he doesn't understand. His level of understanding isn't there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, how can I ask anybody else to, you know? And then again, I understand in, in ways. I know what Jensen needs. I think, in me, like, I just look at him and I say, like, right, he needs a drink after that. You know, my day is kind of, like... I understand, I get him. What if I give him to someone that don't get him and they don't understand? That was me fear for a long time, Rebecca. I could, I was meant to go back to, I couldn't go back to work. I had anxiety. I couldn't leave him because he's my son. I've been with him through obviously COVID and it was just us. And I could read him like a book and I still can read him like a book. What if I left him and nobody got him? I wouldn't be able to relax. I couldn't go to work and be at a, a, a peaceful mind. No one, like, no one will mind Jensen more than I'll mind him. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I, I, I do look forward to the skill coming up because they have worked with other kids and they will get Jensen and they, they will come to learn and that break will be, at that stage, I'll have me two or three hours break. You know. And will they try and, like, in those schools, do they help try to develop? Is that what their yes. role is? Okay. Yes. So they are trained. So within that skill, they're gonna ha- they they will help me potty train them. They will help me bring on a speech. Um, if they pecs, so um, learning um to communicate through pictures. Um, they that's pecs. Just again, because I yeah. know people. Elaine was very early on in the season. Yeah. So pecs is. It's basically um, getting everything that your child likes, getting a picture and having them around and then him p- learning him to point to what he needs. So it's basically learning through pictures. If he needs something, he goes over and he points at what he needs. Okay. Um, so if they feel that that might benefit Jensen, they'll go through that. Um, there's going to be loads of different things that they're going to teach him. Stuff that... I'm not trained to teach and I would love to and I'm doing my best and I'm I'm doing webinars I'm on as I am's website all the time and I'm always trying to better myself for my son 
but nobody's going to help him like them skills he's mm. going to be the best version of himself through you know interaction with others and teachers teaching him and bringing him on to his best of his ability as well you know and this again and I really hope I don't defend here but where does it come from, Amy? Where has this come from? Is that a question your community asks all the time? Like, I get asked that all the time um, in my doctors. In like everybody, like when you meet Jensen, or you know, um, people say to me all the time, "Oh, it's gone. It, it's everywhere now, isn't it?" I don't know, Rebecca. I had, as I said, I had the most amazing pregnancy. They always ask you, was your labour okay? How was your pregnancy? Everything. I don't don't know. But I'll tell you this, Rebecca. I now think, and this might sound very strange, my son was sent to me for a reason. I honestly do. He has taught me more in the last three years than I could ever teach him. He's taught me to understand better appreciation he's taught me to sit down and take it all in my son sits in the park and watches birds fly by bees fly the trees wave i sit down and take that in with him i go into his world and it's beautiful oh my god i am so lucky that he lets me come into his world and i think the patience aspect of it you know the open-mindedness the kindness that he's brought out of me. I'm more aware of my surroundings and kids and playgrounds now and, you know, different things. And I think he's made me a better person. I honestly, hand in my heart, think my son has made me a better person. It's because we've always had a great friendship, and a great yeah. relationship. We've always had a laugh. We've always had a giggle yeah. and all that. But yeah. like listening to you now, you're a very different person. Yeah, I am. I am, I honestly think he has brought the best out of me, honestly. So at the moment, my we have this really big shed out our back and it's probably the same size as our downstairs house. Mm-hmm. We were on your t- our house in Crumlin, like, and it was going to be my husband's man shed and he's absolutely devastated because I'm at him and at him and at him and I said, please, can we make it a sensory room? So... Obviously, I'm out of work at the moment, so mm. we're trying to save and we're going to make it a sensory room. But I'm going to open my doors, Rebecca, to people in the same situation as myself and let them bring their kids. And it'd be somewhere for mummies to have a cup of tea, have a chat. If they want to leave their kid and go off and have an hour. And if I can sit there and mind, I, I want to get involved now in this community. It's hit me in a very special place in my heart and I just I want to give back I want to be able to help other people in in my shows and that's my next venture is to open that up and open my doors to people and to our beautiful kids oh my god Amy that's amazing yeah so it, it hopefully I have a lot of manpower my brother's an electrician and I have carpenters on boards it's just getting me funds up together and once I do I promise you them doors will be open and I'm going to welcome people with open arms because it's important especially you know to talk I find to talk about how you're feeling you know it's very important because you do go into a very dark hole um, and it can 
I find sometimes if I get down there, it's very hard to get yourself back out. But um, yeah. How I, do you get yourself in? I have a great husband that shakes me very hard. Like, get out. Now, and I have an, an amazing support network. I have, I have, and as I said, really good friends. But my husband's very good. He's very positive. He sees the good side and everything. And he's like, come on, Amy, you know, look at our two kids. Look what we have. And, you know, don't let them see you like this. And, you know, because it's very easy for me to get. And I don't want to be negative because it's just very hard to explain the devastation that's all it is it's just it's just devastating it, and I'd love like Rebecca me dream in life is to hear his, the sound of his voice and I know one day I honestly think one day that will happen oh my god when that happens you'll all know about <laughs> it <laughs> but uh, yeah so I'm his voice at the moment and this is why the podcast hopefully opens doors and you know someone in the HSC be listening to this podcast and you know recognizing how much they're letting us down and letting our children down you know what do you need from the HSC what does the detail services mm, okay. services you know um like it's it's crazy I know people that have brought the HSC to high court they're willing to fund this, bringing people to court rather than put, you know what I mean? Just do what we're asking. You know, give us the therapies that our kids deserve. Yeah, it's all right telling us what our kids need. That's fine. We know what our kids need. Now do it. You know, I started to pay um, private for Jensen for speech and language. And he goes to uh, jump autism on a Sunday. It's a two hours. It's, it's, again, I'm driving out to Blanchardstown. Obviously, I'm on the south side, but I bring him over and it's two hours. And it's amazing for him. It's social skills. And they'll ask me, like, what is he struggling with? So the fine motor skills, as I said, he's not great with his hands. Um, he struggles with, like, other different play and stuff like that. He's, he doesn't function, play functionally. Like, so he, he wouldn't look at a car and you know mm. know that it's like or a train and put it on the track so it's all this le- learning them how to play functionally as mm. well um and they're expensive you know and i'm very lucky in terms that i'm able to do these things for my son but there's people out there that can't mm. so therefore their kids are fall- falling more behind than even my son and it's all because the funding's not there as they say but they can bring people uh, to honestly court. yeah and and you know and I, I say this all the time when the budget comes out at the start of the year or wouldn't your kids be the first thing you think of they're our future I look at my son and I look at my daughter and I go they're the future of our country they're the future you know they're, they're almost the last thing they think about it's shocking honestly it's shocking and then, um, remind me, I'm going to tell you something at the end of this. Off, off, sorry, I'll have to be off camera, but I'll tell you something and you might be interested in it. Um, the school, so he's going to go to the ABB. ABA um, Preschool Academy in Tala. Um, and actually, Dublin 12 Autism shared that. 
because at this stage I'd given up on getting him a school this year okay. and I had him placed in uh, Warramount in September I, I met with the principal they walked me around the school oh I got such good vibes from it and I'm so excited for him and I just gave up on a skill and they shared it and I got my place and I'm so excited I shared it with two people that I know in the same st- um, circumstances and now their two kids are going to be in Jensen's class oh, very good. Um, and I'm very excited about that um, it'd be a new little start for him yeah. you know Jensen Jensen's you know I, I, I try and bring Jensen out all the time so I bring him to Mr B's in Rafa and Nookrove and he plays or I might bring him I can't bring him to Funky Monkeys or anywhere that's too loud or too mm-hmm. in your face Mr B's is perfect it's kind of soft play Um, I'll bring him to the playground now at the start he hated it and he mm-hmm. kept running out of it then it was a swing so we'll stay in the swing for ages now he's open to the sandpit so he's starting to explore a little bit more because mm. he realises mummy's not letting me away with this I mm. have to stay in this playground until she tells me we're gone mm. and it's about pushing the boundaries for him and it's about bringing him out so that's what we done so in the summer we pr- practically lived in my park Mr Bays, as I said the beach he loves the beach he loves the waves he'll sit there and stare at the waves and I think it's the sound the, the, the sound just he's my little water baby we bring him swimming so I try and throw him into as much social things as possible because it's important I don't want to lock him away I because at the start now I did mm. I was afraid and I wouldn't bring him here and I wouldn't bring him there and I'd be like oh no Jensen no I wouldn't no he wouldn't be able and then I'm like Amy how do you know he's not able and he proved me wrong he proves me wrong all the time so yeah we do lots of things together to bring him out and to to get him social interacting it's funny not funny but you just said that there because i wonder if there is mammies locking their children away and yeah. what would you say to that those mammies <laughs> again i you know i understand that you want to keep them safe and you 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 you, you want to protect them but honestly honestly the best thing you can do is bring them out into places push them whether you go to Mr B's for 10 minutes and if you see they're struggling get 10 minutes out of it and then leave and next week it could be 20 minutes you have to build it up because there's more to the world than just your four walls they have to see it they have to get that level of interaction with others it's so important I personally think and as much as a lot of kids don't like it I I I it's it's done the world a good for, for for Jensen, I feel, because as I said, now we'll get, we're up to nearly an hour, two hours in Mr. B. Sometimes he'll cry, he doesn't want to leave. <laughs> Whereas before, five, ten minutes, we had to go. Mm. So it does, it, it does work. Just keep pushing. And, you know, it's important for them to mix with others, especially in their own, you know, their own age as well. Yeah. And you said that um, off camera, actually, you said to me that when you go into a playground, you're, he's made you more aware of other children. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it, I always remember, um, this is before Jensen was diagnosed, and I kind of had an inkling. And there used to be this little boy that came in, and I'd say he was about four or five, and he used to go on the baby swing. But at the time, Jensen was only a little baby, and mm. it was the only swing we could get him in, and there was only one in my park, and I'd be swinging. And every time 
I seen him. I took Jensen out. And I'd say, now there's your swing. That swing is ready for you. And his dad used to always thank me. And I see him all the time. And now he texts me and says, listen, I'm over in the park. Are you coming over with Jensen? I, ma- I made a great friendship with him. And he always said to me, you were the only one, Amy, that used to give up the swing. Everybody be looking, saying, oh, look at him. And that baby, like, he's not a baby. shouldn't be in that swing, you know. People, Some people don't get it and can be quite insensitive. Whereas now, because obviously I'm in that situation, as I said, Jensen's opened my eyes to the bigger picture, you know. It's mad because I... I'm very self-aware. I'm very self-aware. But people aren't. Yeah. People aren't. And like when you see something like that, like I always don't know why, but I'd always notice that something, that child needs that or something. And I'd always say, Ari, come on, let's go. Or let's pass it around. But it's mad because people aren't self-aware and people are so judgmental. Oh, they look and they think, like I'll I'll go shopping with Jensen. And I know from the minute I walk into Dunn's, I have 30 minutes. I have um, Mickey Mouse on his tablet. His tablet is his life. And I have um, goodies or, you know, something to keep them occupied. And I, if I see anyone, Rebecca, I kind of, 30 minutes, it's a struggle to get through done, especially in my area, because I know everyone mm, and everyone's mm. like, oh, hey, mm. and you're like, I have 30 minutes, I have to go. Mm. But like, I remember bringing them there and then getting to the aisle and you were screaming, crying, and you get the look off people. They don't realise the noise. And the busyness of that shopping centre plays havoc on him. You know what I mean? And it's unfortunate I have to sometimes bring Jensen. It could be a thing that I can't get in mind. And it's a circumstance that I'd have to bring him. And yeah, and people just are looking as if to say, oh, he's a real bold baby. Look at him, he's a real bold. And, all. and it's not. You can imagine, like, the noise of that shopping centre at the best of times, it's doubled and tripled for him. Because mm-hmm. they're... they're, they're their hearing is uh, super sensitive as well, you know. So. And how long then? Um, I want. Um, how long then will he stay in that school? And is that school the we we what say we feel we we this whip the school that he's going to go into? Oh yeah. So, um, Jensen um will go to ABA now until the end of the summer. Mm. Then he'll have the summer off with me, and then in September. He goes to Warrington. Warrington, yeah. It's an ASD. Now he can still stay in the ABA. Um and. As much as I would love to, Warren Mount has me heart. Mm. I met a, and I, I when I went to view it, I always remember walking out and me and my husband just took a big breath and went, "We're sorted, relief. We have, we ha- he's going to be the best version of himself to this girl. I just know they're amazing." Um, so he starts there in September and he gets two years there, mm. and that's like a preschool, and then the fight begins to get him into a school because. They come for, for like if you can imagine, there's only six in a class, and I am um, so I'm very lucky to be in a position to even get Warren Mount for Jensen. Mm. I went from skill to skill. My I never forget me ma drove me. We went to Morn Road. We went went to uh, anyone that had an ASD preschool. We knocked on, and Warren Mount they were lovely. And I filled out the form and I sent it. And I never forget the phone call. And I remember walking to collect Georgia from our school and I started crying. He got in. I just... So we were very, very lucky to get somewhere for Jensen. Um, but the fight then begins when he goes to primary school. You know? Because I don't know. I don't personally think... 
God, God only knows what's going to happen in the next two years and how he's going to, you know, come out of himself and how, how much the school is going to bring out of him. He may go to mainstream school with maybe an SNA. That would be me dream. But we'll, we'll see. And then Amy, if you want, and you can just say to, to me now, you're talking to me about your mum and dad earlier on. Yes, yes. So my mum um, was my um, main carer for my son and daughter. And uh, you know yourself, Rebecca, we're not in hugely high paying uh, career and jobs, you know, so you <laughs> kind of rely on your parents for mm. everything, you know, and mom minded um, Georgia and Jensen for me. And then COVID happened, but my dad wasn't fe- my dad wasn't in a great place and um, we started to get quite a, a bit confused and um, he'd come down making a cup of tea and he wouldn't know where the milk was. He just started. So my ma was on this kind of journey through COVID with my dad as well. And about five weeks ago, and I, I, I already asked him, was it okay to talk about this? So that's okay. Mm. My dad was diagnosed with um, Alzheimer's. And he's 63. And he is the most amazing person in this whole entire world. And we're absolutely heartbroken. So my mum now has to be his carer. So the likelihood of me going back to work... I don't know, down the line, hopefully, because I love working and I love meeting new people. But, um, yeah, so that's another journey we're on at the moment. And he's only 63. Oh, and you'd love him, Rebecca. He's the he's always the belle of the ball, always did full he of banter. To, he did. He did, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he was uh, at Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, and he, you met him at the Beauty and the Beast. The beast. That's right. Yeah, do you remember? Brother. Yeah. <laughs> that's me dad, yeah, yeah. Yeah, And he was at... Um, the did he come on a ship no he went to remember the song oh the lip sync battle yeah did he go he was there in his uh he's a bus driver cie oh yeah that's me dad yeah (laughs) now can i just say actually about the lip sync yeah my mom taught they were that was me singing oh really (laughs) (laughs) so there a few months ago we were at oh this God. place and she goes Amy sing that song you sang that time you sang it so beautiful I was like that's lip sync she still doesn't get that I was lip syncing and she thought I was actually singing oh that oh my God yeah because yeah. I remember because I think the lip sync was after Beauty and the Beast because yeah. I met him first at Beauty, and, Beauty and, the Beast, and the Beast and then the lip sync because yeah, I came up yeah. and said hello to me again so if you can imagine he is the most incredible human you'll ever meet and always full of banter and always you know always the backbone of our family and always great with the grandkids he waited a very long time for his grandson because mm. um, we have Jodie who's um, almost 21 Jessica then who's 10 um, Georgia um, April and then we have um, Jensen came and of course you know mm. but you can see they struggle with him because he's he's a force and he's up and down the stairs and they're not able mm. do you know what I mean they're getting that little bit older as you know mm. and it's the same with David's parents it's David's mom. she has um she's really bad arthritis so again you can't you can't really rely and what it's not fair to ask anybody you know mm. so you, you don't have that support mm. or help and it's hard so unfortunately um after taking two years off now and I'm just going to focus on him and Georgia and you know getting this shed up and running mm. and meeting and opening my doors to other people and I'd love to maybe 
even go into this a little bit more because I think it's important. I'd love to talk to mammies and help them because, as I said, there's not a lot of help out there for, for the mammies as well, you know. And before I let you go, Amy, where, like, where can people, I know you're D12, but where can people get support? Because I know sometimes it can be a great community, but also there might be a little bit of judgment in the community in the sense of... Of course, like, don't get me wrong, I'm on some of them on Facebook and sometimes you can see the replies and you're like, what? And I don't really get involved in that. But if there is anybody listening to this podcast and needs help or support or feels that I am relatable and, you know, they need someone to talk to, Amy Henderson, you'll find me... I'm going to tell you... Mm. I would love to talk to you and um, my door is always open and I'd love to meet, I could meet you in a park or whatever. It's important to know that you're not on your own and, you know, um, I'd love to help as much as any, like I found Dublin 12 Autism um, through a friend of mine actually and she's another uh, girl and she was at the protest, she's been amazing as well and she opened it and we have a great little community and they're lovely ladies Mm. so I'm very lucky but I do see sometimes the online sites can be very hard and they're very harsh and the replies aren't are very a bit Mm. harsh as well so now I love anybody that's struggling and that are um going are at the start of their journey I just need someone to talk to I'd love to help anybody and on that note Amy we leave it there yeah you were so nervous but you did so well you You did so well I hope I did and I hope again I didn't you know offend and or say anything that I shouldn't have but um yeah that's really my story uh of the last three years and my beautiful son and Rebecca I'll give you a picture that you can put on your 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 podcast to show everyone just how magical he is yeah Yeah. it's gorgeous thank you thanks Amy (laughs) Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.